This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Uncommon Christian Podcast. It's Michael here, and we are back for episode 33 in a two-part series that we're doing called Find and Feed. And joining us again for the second episode, back-to-back weeks, is none other than my main man, Mr. Gerard Jackson. Gerard, say hi to everybody for us. Hello, hello. I'm back. <laughs> uh, we're glad to have you back, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we're continuing the series uh, in which uh, was inspired by a conversation that you and I were having in one of our uh, you know, uh, bi-weekly meetups, and you were talking about your just kind of your why behind what you do, what you do. So uh, as we kick off uh, today's episode, would you uh, just remind us where we're at right now? Yeah. So, um, so I, yeah, so I share with you like um, probably about a, about a, a year ago, about halfway through my, my first year of teaching, um, you know, I had this kind of moment of clarity and, um, and I realized um, just, you know, why I was there, what I was doing and, and what, you know, you know, a calling God had on my life for this particular assignment. And, and, and so I, I shared like, man, I'm here to, to, to find, find the lost, feed the found. Um, and honestly, I felt that way, not just on my job. Um, but, but I felt like that was the case in general. And so that's, that's when the proverbial mic dropped. And, uh, (laughs) and so we said, let's do this thing. Let's, let's talk more about it. And so, uh, here we are. Yeah. We talked about finding the loss last time. That was, uh, that was real nice, man. I enjoyed doing that. That was good. It was such a good episode. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode 32, where we talk about what does it mean to find the loss and how do we define that and, and why we shouldn't be afraid of that, man, please after this episode, go back, listen to that episode. It was super good, super good. So today we're going to take tackle the second part. So the first part was, you know, we want to find the loss. And then what you said next was you want to feed the found. What do you mean by feeding the found? Yeah. So quick disclaimer. Um, I, I want us to be like fully aware of how we categorize people. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we often do that in order to understand people or even like understand their behavior. Right. So, right. you know, some people honestly just don't fit neatly into these categories because Correct. You know, humanity is dynamic. But for the most part, um, yeah, I, I like I like talking about this, um, uh, especially the the feeding the found part. And often I think is like in our mission of trying to find the loss. We often neglect the most important task of taking care of those who are living, you know, in the kingdom uh, and actually have found a sense of meaning and purpose in following Jesus. Um, um, you know, it, and the whole thing about categorizing and stuff like we're all some level of hungry, right? We're all mm-hmm. some level of of hungry spiritually, um, but it can sometimes be difficult to distinguish, you know, between what we already have you know, and, and what we need. And so, uh, last episode I talked about being available, uh, as kind of one of our takeaways. Um, and that's a good way of discovering where people 
you know are. So when I say feeding the found, basically, uh, I mean giving away to others what you've been given. What you know, whether that is your life, wisdom, experience, lessons, all that different stuff. It's it's giving to uh, others what you've been given already. Yeah, that's good. I I love that, and I like this idea that you know that we can't forsake when we when we're running after what we would may deem someone as lost or needing help. We can't forget the people who are already there, right? We still have to continue to, and I love this, give them what we already have. Yeah, if we've, if we've received the light of Christ, if we've received the truth of Christ, if we've received the, the baptism of Christ, whatever word you want to put there, then man, we got to give that away to the people who God has put like right in front of us. Mm, yep that's good man right yep. okay well let me i'm wondering then okay so you, let's go back to the idea of this category okay mm. you, you you started us off by saying hey we have to understand not everybody fits into this category so now we got to dig into that mm. when we talk about found people what what does it look like to be found what does that even mean found if you're going to define yeah. a a broad enough category uh, who fits in the found category? Well, let me start off by saying who is not. It's not just like I'm the person that go to church every weekend. You you can't just say you can't put people in that category like the person who just shows up at church every weekend. Uh, I would I would honestly say it's it's those who have made the decision to follow Jesus and are actually in this place where um, they want to grow in their faith. Once again, I say we're at all different places spiritually. We're all different, different kinds of hungry and stuff. Some were just, you know, we just got into it. And man, like, I want to go. I want to learn more and more. I want to feed. Let's go. There are others. We've been in it a long time and we've kind of figured out like, you know, let's, let's, you know, have just a little bit at a time or like I'm a little exhausted by all of this. <laughs> so, you know, it's just... <laughs> It just depends on where we are, but I, I definitely would would say the the found are those who don't need you to come look, you know, looking for them. You know, don't don't need you to uh, to come and um, just overwhelm them with you know this this wonderful truth about this uh, thing of supreme value that we kind of talked about uh, last episode. So they know what they have. Uh, it's just what do they do with it? Hmm. Okay, so they know what they have. It's just what they do with it. Um, I like the idea about, you know, the found, if we're going to create a broad category, it's people who are following Jesus. And what I wrote down is they want to eat. Yeah. They're hungry, right? Yeah, they really now, now, what their meal size looks like, you know, they could be uh, a small baby category, right? And so they don't need a lot. They just need the very basics, the the most important nutritious things to help them grow, right? But then as you get up into that toddler and and child, a little kid age, and, you know, they're starting to eat noodles and, and chicken nuggets from McDonald's and, you know, microwavable food because it's so easy and you tired, yeah. you just came home from work and you're just trying to feed them real quick, right? Yeah. They start eating that stuff. That's where you get into like, okay, a little bit more substance as they grow into mm. teenagers and adults, they're eating bigger meals. Right. Mm. And so in that same sense, and as we are working with and, and, and running after people, uh, 
what we give them is determined by where they are in their faith. We, we, it's not a one size fits all, right? Yeah. And I learned that at a, at, at like during my early years, um, uh, in college, actually, I took this, uh, this random course, uh, and learned about developmental spirituality. And, and one of the main ideas behind the course was like, knowing that people are at different places in their spirituality and their, in their, their growth, their walk with God. And so if you are coming to, you know, in a sense, like if we want to stick with our, our analogy, feed somebody, you have to know what to feed them uh, or, mm. or what they need before you just, there's no blanket, you know, um, you know, course basically for people to eat on. Like you, you have to actually, you know, get to know them and know where they are um, and what they need. Uh, and then you kind of proceed from there in, in feeding them and, you know, helping them grow. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I really like that. I once heard uh, somebody say, you know, found people, find people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the only way or maybe not the only way, but one of the ways that you find somebody is you got to get found first. Right. (laughs) You got to get found. And by getting found, that means that you are actually taking part in uh, your growth, that you're spending Mm -hmm. time growing in, in who God has you because then it replicates itself. And then you as a found person start finding people. Oh yeah. Because you know, you, you kind of know, um, what it feels like, um, one to be lost, but then also to be found and feel found. You're like, Oh my gosh, like my eyes have been open to, you know, what this new reality is. I can't wait to expose somebody else to it. Right. Exactly. And then, as you said, like, as you, you, you know, I can't wait to expose somebody. I can't wait to give them the, co- the, the, the stuff, the resources, the knowledge, the truth that I know about what God has done in my life and what he can do in their life. Mm, yep. Um, but what I have found is that, which is crazy to think about this, is that we struggle in this category. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's funny yep. because I would say the same thing about finding people. We struggle with that too. But we really struggle with this idea, okay, so how do I how do I feed people? How do I help them grow? And one of the things that we do is we say, okay, you know what? This is not my job. This is why I pay my pastor. <laughs> is why I be that's dropping what the offering is for, yeah, right? That's what tithes and offerings for. My pastor it's his job to not only feed me, but to feed the other people I found for him, right? Or her, yeah. whatever you, yeah. you know, wherever their distinction is. Why, yeah. why, why do you suppose that is the case? Man, you know, I think when we, when we hear this, um, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to speak from two different like standpoints, but let's just say the normal everyday, the uncommon Christian. I think when we hear this, we instantly think that we need to lead a Bible study and have all our theology and doctrine sorted out. And, you know, and then, you know, you you are the leader and therefore you disseminate all of the knowledge and information for people to learn from and grow from. And for the regular person, that is overwhelming. That's too much. That's that's way too much. And a large majority of Christians do not feel called to that. They don't feel equipped for that per se, like that's, that's not their thing, you know, you know, that's not my thing. 
I think what we've often done though is we we've kind of we've gone the the wrong way in feeling that way. We've we've you know kind of swung the pendulum all the way other way, and we've relegated the responsibility of these kinds of things um, to church leaders, uh, mm-hmm. and for obvious for obvious and valid reasons, right? Now the other, you know, the I'm I'm a I'm an ordained minister, okay, and one the the major the major one has to do with like ordained ministers, pastors, preachers who have this calling on their lives to feed others. Like actually, no, that's what I'm called to do, and they've they've taken all of this extensive amount of time to learn God's word to figure out how to best use it to feed others, but once again. My question is, that's that's great, but what about the people who don't have that particular calling on their lives? The question is, are they supposed to be feeding too? Like when I mm. look at all the people who go to seminary, you know, and go, you know, to to study this or that and like that's not me, but I'm I'm a follower of Jesus, uh, I'm a believer. Am I supposed to be feeding too? Um yeah, that I think that I think that often throws us off, and and I'm not sure why, but I I think I got I got a couple of of ideas uh, behind this. So I you know I love like all you can eat buffets. We don't do that really anymore. I feel like all you can eat buffets have have disappeared from. I American think COVID society. wiped them out. <laughs> <laughs> I think COVID is going to wipe those things out. <laughs> uh, they are they are gone. They're gone forever. Um, but, but I also like making bread mm, and you do. Well, yes. Uh, and I, I love feeding people the bread that I have and it's great. And it's actually easier to feed people the bread I have. You know, what's more difficult to teach them how to make the bread themselves mm, Yeah, because that's a longer process and they may fail a few times initially when they begin to learn how to make their own bread. It's rough. Um, where am I getting at with this? Um, there's a passage um, that I've taught on before out of Matthew 13. Matthew 13 is like full of Jesus parables, by the way. And there's one in, in verse 52 um, that that it sounds kind of odd, but it says, this is Jesus saying, he said, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. And right before this verse, Jesus actually like pauses and asks them this question. He's like, have y'all been tracking with me? In other words, like, do you understand what I've been like saying to you? Yeah. And this scripture is, man, it's all about that Christianese word we often use called discipleship. Yep. Yep. And one is. of the main ideas behind it is, is how a follower or student or what Dallas Willard calls the, um, the, the apprentice of Jesus, how they move from only consuming to giving away what has been given to them or, or what they've taken time to develop. Um, I've, I've thought about this a lot, man. If, if churches are are actually, if our churches are living out their calling in a healthy way, then they do not exist to feed you every weekend. Mm, That's so good. They exist to train you no matter where you are in your walk with God. 
And mm. honestly, where where most people are in their walks with God, I mean, honestly, nobody knows. But um, when when someone comes to church and experiences not only the weekly worship, but everything else that the church is offering, the church is trying to actually help you to learn how to live life um, to the fullest, uh, to, to be a successful um, follower of Jesus in God's kingdom. Now, success looks a little bit different in God's kingdom <laughs> than it does uh, in the world. But but yeah, man, that I, you know, I've thought about that uh, a lot lately. No, that's so good, Jarrah. I, 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 a couple things to, to, to your point is, you know, you're so right that the church, the church was never meant to be. When I look back in the, at the formation of church, I don't see a, a, a feeding trough. Like, does feeding happen at the church? Absolutely. But I never Mm -hmm. saw it as a feeding trough. I saw it as two things, major things, Mm -hmm. a hospital, a training ground, right? So a hospital for hurting and broken people to find healing, to, to, to belong before they had to believe, right? Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I saw a training ground to prepare you to then take the healing and to go share it. I mean, you could add in some minor things like a uh, community center for fellowship, right? You can add yeah, in, yeah. you know, the feeding tra- uh, cafeteria, whatever you want to analogy you want to use there for, to be fed, right? But it was never, I don't, I don't know if that was the main purpose. I, I, I think those are secondary benefits that come from the church. But I saw the the church as the the two main purposes was to to help broken people heal, and then to take those same broken people who were healed. And to have them share their story. And it's so funny because earlier you talked about how, you know, the church, like we, 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 we assume that, oh, this is what the, the pastor or this is what the church is supposed to be doing. And I'm reading this interesting book and my wife makes fun of me because I listen to all my books on Audible. So she says, I don't know how to read. Anyways, well, I'm listening to this I'm book. I'm a good listener though. I'm a good, li- exactly. I'm an expert listener uh, about change. And and he he made this fascinating point about influencer influencers versus word of mouth. And so basically, you know, for a long, long time, advertising companies thought, oh, we need to get the hottest, most popular or just, you know, the biggest being talked about celebrity to promote our brands. Right. That is what's going to get people to use our brands. And for a time period that worked. Right. You know, uh, back in the 60s, 70s and 80s, it was like, oh, my gosh, even early 90s it was like, oh, man, so and so is using this thing of toothpaste. I want yeah, that toothpaste like, so I can like be Michael, like. Like Michael Jordan and uh, Wheaties, like Michael Jordan and Wheaties, like LeBron James and Sprite. Like, I mean, you can keep going. Right. But what what he found in his research, which is so fascinating, is that it's working less and less. But what's actually working more is when you tell me that you're using this thing of toothpaste when you're like hey michael dude i don't know man your teeth be looking yellow lately here's some these toothpaste it is so great it is awesome i love this thing you should check it out studies have shown that i would be more inclined to begin using that toothpaste because you as a friend that somebody i trust and believe told me about the toothpaste. And the reason why I wouldn't trust and believe the influencers is because I know they switch in all the time, depending on who's paying them the most money to promote right. a brand, right? 
So in the same way, and not that pastors switch up all the time and get paid different, you know, brand stuff, but in the same way, it's one thing when your pastor tells you about this faith mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, you're a pastor. You're supposed to tell me that, right? So you yeah. kind of take it with a grain of salt. It's another thing when a friend or somebody you see living out their life and their faith and you see the life change in them. And then they, you ask the question like, how in the world are you smiling when you just lost your husband? Or how in the world you find joy when you're struggling financially, right? And they can tell you, oh, it's only because of the grace of God that I'm able to do this right now. Like, seriously. And you're like, huh, I, I need to get some of that grace. I need yep. to figure that out because I, I, I'm going through a situation right now and I don't feel the same way. Right? Yeah, it hits it hits different. Um, and even if your pastor just preached on it that weekend, um, it, it hits different when it's when it's someone close to you who um, uh, is, you know, I would say equally motivated to uh, to encourage you uh, and to come alongside you and help you. But the pastor can't be in your house. Right. Yeah, the pastor can't be in everybody's house. The right. pastor can't, you know, uh, you know, say, say a specific message to you every time they see you. <laughs> right. But your friend can, you know. Um, I think that's the, the great benefit of this. And, and I, I think, too, like, I mean, you know, going to our subject today about feeding the found, it's like, Yes, the pastor and the church's job is to 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 teach the word, to 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 present gospel and biblical truth to those who are listening. And then their job is to go out and prepare. The, the scripture says to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, right? Mm-hmm. So their job is to go and, and, and like you said, like a you know a training ground, a mobilization. Uh, each mm-hmm. week they give you maybe kind of the big pep talk, right? The the rah rah speech. Yep. And then, yep. and then you get out during the week with your friends, with your family, and and you're using what what you got that week. And then you're using your own private time to enhance that and then opportunities to then take that same message and share it with others who are like minded as well. Like you said, we don't want to just focus on people who we may put in the category of loss, but we also want to focus on the people who are in the same path as us, who are living the same life uh, in Christ as us, even though they may be at different stages. Man, if, if I'm somebody that's further along in my faith and I know someone who may be a little bit, you know, younger than me, man, I should, I, I should take every opportunity to invest in that person. Right. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm somebody who's a little bit maybe younger in my faith and, and there's, there's somebody who's a little bit older in their faith, man, I should want, I should seek out mentorship. Hey, help me as a man, as a husband, understand what, what's to come and how do I live that for Jesus? Yeah, and that that'll make you overall more healthy as a person and as a believer. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Well, you know, as we do, can you give us <laughs> you hate when I do this, but I'm gonna ask, can you give us two to three, you know, just maybe ways that the uncommon Christian can help others, you know, as you would say, feed the found, or as we would say, find Jesus. I mean, follow man. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So um this one may take a little bit more homework. So, you know, if you're riding and listening, you may have to replay this um, just so you can remember, like, all right, there, here's the homework. The first thing, assess what treasure God has given you. Mm. Um, is it a story? Is it something that you've lived through? 
Um, is it a platform that you've been given? Maybe it's a transformed life. Maybe it's wisdom. Whatever it is, assess what treasure God has given to you. You don't have to get complicated with it. Just choose one. Right. That's After good. that, give it away. Mm. Give it away. Um, you know, ask yourself who in my sphere of influence needs what I have because not everybody will need it. Right. So, so who would need it the most? Um, you don't have to try to give something to someone who is already full. If we're talking about feeding, you don't have to give that to them, but who needs it? Okay. So assess what you got, give it away. Here's a, here's a bonus. Um, be that friend who feeds. Hmm. Just, you know, be that friend who feeds. And if you already are, great. Keep doing it. If you're not, there you go. Be that friend who who feeds. That's so good. I love that. Assess the treasure God has given you. Like, take the time to re- to figure out what, what is that? What is that thing? What is that gift that God is giving you that you can then give away? And I love how you say, it. not everybody needs it. But can I add? Somebody needs it. There is somebody in your sphere of influence that needs what you got, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe you, maybe you have the gift of encouragement and somebody just needs that, right? Yeah. Maybe you are blessed beyond measure financially. Somebody in your circle needs a blessing right now, right? Yes, I I do. I do. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that (laughs) blessing, right? You know, whatever it is that God has, whatever treasure God has given you, yeah, give that away. And like I said, not not everybody may need it, but somebody needs it. Somebody needs it. And if you aren't that friend who is feeding, don't feel the don't feel like you're behind, don't feel like you're a failure. Just start somewhere. Start small, right? Or as our friend um uh uh would say uh smart small, right? Remember that? Remember that whole thing Travis would say? Smart you know, small. Yeah. Smart man. small, right? Took me back, man. Took me back. Smart <laughs> small. Just smart small. Yeah, just start small. <laughs> you know, just all that's all you have to do. Well, Gerard, man, thanks for joining us again for these uh back-to-back week uh episodes. It's been really good. Man, it was a wonderful pleasure. I'm sure I'll be back. Something else, the mic will be dropped at some point in time later on. And we'll have true. to pause the presses and do it again. That is true. You, you're always dropping these golden nuggets, man. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Hey, and I want to thank you for listening today. If this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor? Uh, would you share this with others? Uh, also, I'd love it if you would provide a positive rate and review, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this show so we can reach more people. And that's what it's about, not because of fame or popularity, but because this podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.